Hi, and welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Cardamus, and I'm here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. This season, we're sharing practical tips for teachers on a variety of topics. These are things that will hopefully make your life just a little bit easier and make you just a little more effective as you work day in, day out in your classroom. This week, we're going to be talking about how to resolve conflict in your school. But before we get to that, I want to once again introduce you to my friends at Christian Educators Association International. They are the Christian alternative to the Secular Teachers Union. They offer up to $2 million of professional liability insurance in case of job-related lawsuits, as well as job action protection, coverage for legal fees for local legal representation if you're faced with job action like suspension or termination. Membership also comes with so many other benefits, and one of the best things is that they're there to help you um, from a Christian perspective um, and just to help you know know what you can do and then support your rights as a Christian teacher um, no matter where you teach. So you can find out all the details about them at teachfortheheart.com slash insurance. And I look forward to hearing more about your experience with Christian Educators Association International. Today, though, we're talking about how to resolve conflict in your, sto- in your school. Now, we teachers are certainly no strangers to conflicts. Sometimes it feels like we're more than a ref than a teacher. Helping kids navigate their conflicts can be challenging, but... It can also be one of the most rewarding aspects of our job. But unfortunately, the kids' conflicts are not the only ones we deal with. We are in the middle of a lot of conflict ourselves. Who of us hasn't been chewed out by a parent or criticized by a student or butted heads with an administrator? These personal conflicts are often more difficult and frustrating because they're just that. They're personal. Regardless of where the conflict is coming from, one of the biggest keys to handling it well is to think win-win. The concept of thinking win-win is nothing new, but it can be revolutionary in a classroom. Stephen Covey talks about it extensively in his book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. But I started understanding this concept in a faculty meeting. Yes, sometimes good things can come out of faculty meetings. It took a while for me to really understand how to think win-win and what it looks like to flesh that out in the classroom. It's definitely still a work in progress. Too many times I forget about it altogether. But when I do, it makes such a difference. So you might be thinking, okay, what exactly does this look like in the classroom? Let's take a look at that. Number one, how to resolve conflict in your school by thinking win-win. Number one, you must realize that you are all on the same team. Teachers, parents, administrators, and even students, we are all on the same team. It may not feel like it. I mean, sometimes it definitely doesn't feel like it. But we are. At our core, we have a common goal. We want the students to grow, learn, and be successful. The students want that too. Um, Before we can resolve these conflicts, we have to realize this concept for ourselves. We have to realize that it's not us versus the administrator or us versus the parent or us versus a fellow teacher or even us versus a student. 
at the heart, at our heart, we all want the same thing and we are on the same team. Now, they might not be acting like it, but at this point, I'm not talking about that yet. I just want you to realize and make that mental shift. We are on the same team. We want the same thing at our core, um, even if we're taking very different routes and really very much disagree about how to get there. So first, you have to realize that you're on the same team. Second, you need to start treating others like you are on the same team, even if they're not treating you that way. So you can't control what they do, but you can control what you do. So knowing you're on the same team isn't enough. You have to translate this into your action and actually treat the parent who's criticizing you like you are on the same team. And like I said, the hard part, even when, especially when they aren't acting like it. When someone else is making it into a them versus you situation, Try to take a minute and give some perspective. Remind them that you are on the same team and that you have the same goals and that you want to work together to find a solution. And now you're not lecturing them, but, but you're taking back to the fact of, we want the same thing here. We're, we're both you know, trying to help your student. This disarming approach can open the door to a conversation that's actually productive and not destructive. Number three, don't get defensive. Your first inclination is going to be to defend yourself, to tell the parent or the administrator why you did what you did or why you have this certain policy or whatever it is, but that is not the best approach. Instead, start by trying to genuinely understand the other person's concern. In order to have a win-win, you have to first understand what the other person truly wants, what your administrator wants, what the parent wants. Then and only then can you explain your reasoning and find the solution that will benefit everyone. And this is also the only way to figure out if this is all a big misunderstanding. So I hope you're tracking with me. What I'm saying is that too often we just, our first inclination is to get defensive. Now there will be a chance to defend your actions, but if you don't really understand what their concern is, you might be talking to them about something that's totally different and it's not connecting with them, okay? So if you first stop and understand their concern and really listen to it and think, okay, what can I what can I do to address this concern? Maybe I do address this concern. And I can just explain myself. Maybe I do need to change something. But understanding, and it's not just the surface concern, the underlying issue. You know, for example, if a parent's all upset about something, what are they really worried about? Are they worried their kid's gonna fail? Are they worried their their kid isn't learning enough? Like, like what what is underneath that complaint, that initial complaint? There's normally something underneath the initial complaint. And if you can figure that out then you're good to go. And that's what number four is. Find the real issue beneath the surface problem. Often the real issue is not the one that's brought to our attention. The real problem is something deeper, something that's making this issue seem much bigger than it is or should be. For example, here's a, here's a, a, a silly example. 
I remember one student issue where one girl was upset with her friend for taking a pencil. This seemed incredibly stupid, but when we talked about it, there was a deeper issue. I can't remember all the specifics of this particular seventh grade drama, but the friend had said or done something hurtful earlier in the week, and that was the true cause of the contention. It just manifested itself with the pencil theft. <laughs> um, so... To resolve conflict, we must find the problem beneath the problem. Otherwise, too often we're just sticking a Band-Aid on a wound. And like I said, this is especially important in dealing with administration and dealing with parents. Find out what their true concern is, and then you can, number five, look for creative solutions. So if you've come this far, Often the conflict seems to work itself out, but sometimes the solution is still elusive. Um, you know, you hear their concern and it is a real concern and you, and you, you haven't, there's nothing, there's no apparent solution. When this happens, it's time to get creative. Think outside the box to discover a solution that will be best for everyone involved. Invite the other person to suggest ideas. Seek advice from someone wise, and most importantly, spend time in prayer, giving the situation to God and asking him to show you what is best. Number six, speak the truth in love. Throughout your conversations, speak the truth in love. Both parts are equally important. You must speak the truth, meaning you must be open and honest, and that means sometimes saying the hard things that need to be said. But you must speak them in love. Kindness and understanding will go a long way. And once again, seek the Spirit's guidance in all of this. Um, When I say speak the truth, say what needs to be said, often we need to do that. But sometimes we need to be quiet and just listen. So you really have to... um, Pray and ask God's wisdom for help regarding knowing when to speak and when to not speak. When we're talking with students, we often revert to reprimanding. It's more, much more effective, though, to talk them through the situation, once again, speaking the truth in love. Help them see the why behind your decision and listen to respond to their questions. Of course, this does not mean that you're tolerating backtalk. If you have an issue with backtalk, um, I linked to an article called Handling Students' Complaints and Not-So-Sincere Questions, and you can get that in the notes at teachfortheheart.com slash conflict. Number seven, pray with and for the other person. If the person you're having conflict with is a fellow Christian, take a moment to pray with them. Prayer can unite our hearts and remind us that we have the same ultimate purpose. If this is not allowed, if this is not appropriate for your school, if the person's not a Christian, you should still pray for them. And you'll be amazed how God can change your own heart and just bring about solutions as you pray about the situation on your own. Speaking of prayer, let's take a moment to pray together. Father, thank you for these teachers. I pray that you'll help them with any conflict and difficult situations they're facing right now in their school, whoever it is that it's with. I pray that you will give them so much wisdom about how to handle it. I pray that you will give them peace and just a calmness through it that they will know um, that they will know that you are ultimately in control and that they will trust you through it. And I pray that you will guide them step by step along each step of the way. And I pray that they will find their worth in you and not in what others think. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Thank you again for being here. If you found this post helpful, please share it with a friend. You can also leave a review of the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. That helps more people find it. Um, all the notes, once again, are at teachfortheheart.com slash conflict. And we hope you have a great week. I look forward to coming back and sharing with you again soon. In the meantime, keep growing, keep striving. You really are making a difference.